Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Nets Chat. I got Lorcan Murphy with me today, at Lorcan Duck, Mr. Super yeah. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm all good. How are you? Oh, I'm chilling, man. Chilling. Just trying to get... Keep um, busy? Yeah, trying to. It's a, it's a weird time, so I'm just trying to stay fit, stay active, and get as much content out there for everybody as, I, as much as I yeah. can. How about you? I've seen you. I've seen you working on your Instagram. You finally released. Yeah, as well. Just so. out of boredom, more so, thinking of new new workout routines and stuff, and I uh, try and do different things each day. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's hard hard to keep busy. Yeah, for sure, man. This is like, uh, I think if, if if you don't have that little bit of confidence or hunger to do something when you're bored, it's a really tough time. So I think yeah. uh, you've been able to make those workout routines and get everything going is just awesome and uh it's good to see you really like if that motivates one person two people anyone whatever to do something then i suppose it's helping like exactly that's exactly what we need to see um i think the more the more people that do it especially like i've I've heard a lot of people be like oh uh you guys are posting all this stuff on social media just to just to fake workout or whatever it is but I think that's just a really negative way to look at it. Like anything I yeah. post on Instagram when I'm working out is to try and motivate somebody else. Like yeah. Puff put up a video the other day at like 2 a.m. in the morning and I was awake and I was like, bro, like, let me sleep. <laughs> I'm not trying to work out right now. So I think yeah. the more people that put up uh, videos of them working out or like uh, a little progress thing to be like, oh yeah, I did my 5K today or I did uh my little workout today i think that's great because more people get into it exactly yeah even if i see a lot of the 5k stuff coming up if it's annoying or whatever but these people mightn't have done 5ks ever before and just seeing them getting up and doing something that's kind of productive exactly and like it, it, could, it could be the way uh it could be a coping mechanism for somebody you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so like the physical physical activity helps you mentally so the more you do it the better it is the better you're going to feel. Yeah. What's up, everybody? And that's kind of like, if I if I see yourself or post for any of those videos and I'm like, oh, shit, they did that today, then I'm like, oh, I should I should be keeping up. I should be doing something else. Should be yeah. Working. So it kind of stops you sitting down, just idly watching something or blazing about. Yeah, facts. Oh, man. Okay. So if anybody has any questions for me or Lorcan, just type them into the chat uh and we'll answer them as best as we can uh i'll actually start off with the first question for you man because uh we played together when we were younger uh when you were playing for bray to look back at your at your career from an outside looking in you've legit got better every year like on that bray team no offense to the rest of your teammates but it was a it was a tough team to play on coming up against the, the other teams in Dublin, obviously, is what I mean. Um, yeah. And every year I played against you, you got better. Like, you worked your ass off to get better. And now, the last couple of years that I've been back in Ireland and I've seen you play in Super League, like, especially last season, I was like, ah, Lorcan, I got him. I'm, I'm going to leave him out on the three-point line. And then we played a couple <laughs> of pickup games this summer and like I left you open for one shot and you hit it. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Next shot left you open. You hit it again. I was like, shit, looking got a three ball now. <laughs> and then the season started and uh, 
you were hitting threes. Like people were still like, "Oh, Lorcan can't shoot," but you were you were hitting threes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like stuff like that. It can be anything, but obviously my, that was kind of like the no school for me. But it's like, it's how, how are you going to guard someone? Like, what do you want them to do? And I mean, I noticed that's what people want me to do. Like, oh, just let them jack trees. Like he's going to miss anyway. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, that's something that. Something that you can, not easy to get better on, but with just work, you can get a little bit better. And if you have like an average three-point shot, they're not going to leave you open. And then you create driving lanes and stuff. So it's kind of not like an easy one at school. Yeah, no, I, I see that completely. Like that's, it's, it definitely changes the way people guard you. And it has changed the way people guard you this season, especially. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people are trying to, they're at a point where they're going, okay, if we rush him off the line, he's most likely going to get a dunk. And if we don't step up, he might just hit the three. So, like, what are we going to do? Like, what? what's our method now? What are we going to do yeah, for the yeah. scouting report? Um, okay, so we've got we've got a first question then. We'll go with Emily O'Dwyer. So she said, Lorcan, how often do you train and how intense is it? Yeah, well, I try to get, like, maybe some basketball training every day, even if it's just shooting or, like, dribbling the ball around to have the ball in your hands and then I work out every day like a lift session or a sprint session every day as well so it's, you're doing one or two a day most days and then during the season I take Sundays off and I go we have a little group that goes sea swimming so that's like a recovery on a Sunday and yeah. uh yeah so most days and then during the season probably six days a week six days a week that's on top of the game as well yeah so you you still work out on game day I do like a light kind of core and stretching session in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know, I know a lot of people that, uh, on game day, they won't work out at all. And then there's some people like, uh, I think it was maybe three years ago. I went to a cholesterol game in the wheelchair association place and it was maybe two hours or three hours before the game. And I saw Mike Westbrook's in there and he was, yeah. he was in a full sweat, like, like, Two, two hours before his game was on and I was just like okay like wow that's 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 dedication yeah. to the game like that's how much he wants to get better definitely I think it's like finding something as well that works for you personally some people if, if they have to work out before a game then it comes to the game they're wrecked obviously that's not like productive at all it's kind of yeah. productive but if you find something even like I found on Saturdays with the late games especially if you're in Dublin you end up sitting around all day so like if you can yeah. find something to like stretch, work out in the morning lightly, go out for a walk, anything just to get you moving and get your weight kind of ready for the game later in the evening. Yeah, no, that's for sure. I think well, once you find a game routine that that suits you, like that 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 helps you be productive rather than counterproductive. Uh, you're doing good, uh, but it just takes trial and error really to figure it out what you can do and what you can't exactly, do. Yeah. So we got Robert Bateman. I think he used to play for Bray. Uh, he's an Yeah, I think he's a, he's a press brave fella. Yeah, he's an Aina boy now. He says, do you oh, miss... Yeah. yeah. Do you miss Marie shouting at you? Um, um, I don't miss it in games, but I still... We do an academy with Marie up in Prez, so she still gets her shouting in at me at least once a week. <laughs> oh, man. I've, uh, I've had a couple of dealings with uh, Marie myself. Just uh, Yeah, I think, I think anyone around the basketball world's kind of had... Uh, one or two Marie stories usually shouting at you. Yeah. Like, I think uh, I spoke about this uh, last week with Aoife. There's so many different coaches and so many, they have different styles of coaching. Some people shout. Some people like to smile at people all, all the time and just be nice. 
it works for some people, it doesn't work for others. Yeah, yeah. Whatever approach they want, but uh, wouldn't be my approach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, Farouk said to your Sunday swim session, he said, that is not a group, it's a cult. <laughs> yes, yes, yes it is. And anybody is welcome to join. After quarantine. The order of the healing water. After, after quarantine. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> He said, when is the cult coming to the north side? Yeah, we were planning on getting out there with the nicer weather and stuff in the summer, but obviously with the new restrictions, uh, that's delayed a bit. But as soon as we're back operating at full uh, capacity, we'll be out that way. Expect to see him there. All right. I'll be there for that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple of, I've seen a couple of people do it. So I saw Farouk and Tarek do it. I saw... Alex Troy and um, oh my god, I just forgot his name. John. John. Yeah. John? Yeah. Yeah. I just forgot his name, but I saw them do it as well. Uh, and obviously the couple of the yeah, guys I saw I saw a video of John, and that was one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. It was a short video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how long? How long do you go in for when you go? So actually, for anyone who doesn't know, um. Is it, is it every day now that you do it? Uh, well, with this, it's uh, Neil Randolph's been going every day, but I join him, I'd say, five or six days a week. Yeah, and you just go into uh, the sea and go in for a swim. Or you, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can explain it, because I don't think people really know. Yeah, so it's uh, like we just head down to Bray Beach now, but we used to go to like a different spot every week, and we'd just get in. Like, there's, to be honest, there's not much swimming done. It kind of, I just kind of float there and relax and use it as like an ice bath and a recovery thing. Yeah. But, um... I know the feeling you get from when you get out is proper, like, nice. Yeah. Just kind of completely resets your body and your mind. You just relax. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it does, man. That's some cold water. That's going to put a shock to your system. Yeah. yeah, I think the coldest one we had this year, it was minus one outside. And I don't know what the water temperature was. Water usually stays around six or eight degrees. Yeah, okay. Me, so... that was, I think me and Shane Davidson did that one. Played for Marion this year. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah, that's not what I'm going to do, man. When it gets sunny and warm, <laughs> I'll join you, but otherwise I'm not yeah. going to be there for that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's go. So if anyone has any other questions, throw them in and we'll answer them as best as we can. Um, bro, so I had another question for you. So obviously, like, you've been pushing yourself to become a better player each year. Um every season like you guys won you guys won the super league a couple of years back you came back the next year looking to be a better player uh the results i can't remember if you what, what position you guys came in but you still push yourself at the end of that season to become a better player again so what what is what's what's your drive like what's your why yeah i, I actually like kind of just enjoy winning i enjoy competing Mm -hmm. And it's like that anything I can do to either make my team win or help us win, make myself better, which makes the team better. It's kind of like my drive is just I enjoy playing it. I play it as like have fun. And um, obviously the most fun part about basketball for me is winning. So it's like just keep pushing yourself to be the best you can be. That's something that I love doing. Okay, so we've got, got two questions. Uh, Isaac, thank you for joining. I'm hoping that's Isaac. It's Westbrook Camps just joined in. So... <laughs> The first question is, how do you deal with pressure before big games? That's a good one. 
Yeah, um, to be honest, I think like pressure is good, and it's just learning how to like kind of channel it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like I'd still get real nervous before games. I'm sure you got it before the cup final as well. You like that uh, butterfly feeling in your stomach. It's kind of just natural. It's just about uh, for me not letting it out, like take over my body, not letting it me drift like and think, oh, why am I nervous? I'm thinking of this. It's kind of channeling it to be like, right, I'll control what I can. The game's coming. I'll just do the little things right. And then anything that happens outside my control, it's kind of let it be. So I think a lot of that worrying. There you go. Control the control. A lot of that nervousness and pressure kind of comes from worrying and thinking about stuff that you can't control. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's hard, but if you keep your mind within things that you can, then it's um, the pressure's kind of nothing to you. Yeah. No, that's definitely right. I think um, a, lo- a lot of people um, view nervousness as a bad thing. But like when you're coming into a game, you just not, you just have to know that you being nervous about it is a good thing and you have to channel it yeah. in the right way. So like that, ner- when I'm nervous about a game, like I'm excited, like I want to see what's going to happen, what I can do, what my team can do. Like I know the opposition has done so much work to be ready to play us and we've done a lot of work to get to that yeah. stage. So it's exactly. really about challenging. That's what you want. I think, I think if you are a player and you enjoy playing, that feeling's good. That means like you're invested in it. It's a big game. Mm-hmm. You want to win. It's like, that's what you live for playing in terms of basketball. Exactly. I think like there's a, you, you can see the passion in you about like w- when you're playing basketball, like you, you love what you're doing. When you're on the court, you're there for your team. You're there for yourself. Whatever your why is, like you're there for that. Um, so that kind of thing is great to see. Yeah, so Isaac's question, he said, as one of the most athletic players in Ireland, what advice do you have for younger players trying to improve their athleticism? Yeah, I guess, like, everyone has a base level of a lesson. So everyone can, like, sprint. Everyone can jump. It just mightn't be the highest or fastest. So it's kind of starting with what you have and building it up slowly for what works for you. So obviously there's a lot of, a lot of training videos, a lot of workout videos out there, mm-hmm. but it's finding ones that you that suits your style or suits your level and then kind of just setting yourself little goals and improving on them each day. Yeah. And like, it doesn't matter if you don't reach them, but once you've gotten better from where you started, that's kind of, you're already getting better and everyone could sprint. So yeah. if you get out there, you sprint as hard as you can, you're going to get better. You're not going to get slower from sprinting more. So it's just about, I think, doing it and yeah. not just saying from the start, like, oh, I'll never be able to dunk. I'll never be able to run that fast. Like just try it and then work on it and keep building it up. It's like a progressive thing. Facts. No, you're dead right. I think uh, a lot of kids are fascinated with dunking and like rightly so. Um, but that's not the end all of it. Like if you can improve your athleticism, it's not just being able to jump high. It's running faster, your lateral quickness, uh, your ability to actually get off the ground quick. Yeah. It, it, there, there's so many things that are um, packaged into the word athleticism that other that people don't look at and it's like there's so many things that you can get better at without becoming a dunker yeah exactly it's like explosiveness doesn't have to be dunking the ball doesn't have to be grabbing rebounds from seven foot guys like it's kind of it's your level of explosiveness and what you use it for like could be beating someone off the dribble that's like athleticism that's explosiveness exactly no that's dead right that's a good answer man um we got another question that came in there from um but the sideline live I'm still trying to figure out who the sideline live actually is because they've, uh, they've shared a couple of my things on Twitter and um, followed me on Instagram, obviously. 
and have shown me some support, which I'm really appreciative of. But I actually don't know who is behind <laughs> the actual account. Um, yeah. But they said, Lorcan, did you play other sports when you were younger? And if so, did they help with basketball? Um, yeah, I kind of played it like most sports that I could. I played uh, Gaelic football, soccer, um, rugby for a while, basketball, obviously. And then I was big into athletics, like track and field, um, mainly mm. sprinting. And I jumped. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like obviously any track and field event to benefit any sports, it's just like movement based and strength based. But um, all the other sports, yeah, like obviously playing, when you're playing a lot and you're just doing a lot of things, it's kind of just keeping you busy all the time and you don't get fed up trying one thing because it's like changes up, different group of people, different uh, movements, different body parts you use and stuff. But obviously it's good to keep up as much as you can. But when you get to a certain age, you probably will have to pick two or three or one sometimes even just to focus on. Yeah. No, you, you, do, you definitely do have to end up picking a niche. When you look at successful um athletes like a lot of them can play another sport and it's actually what they learned in the other sports that sets them apart so like it could be the footwork that you learned when you were playing ga uh the spacing that you learned when you were playing soccer so those yeah. things help you in basketball and you can read the game differently like i have a kid who plays on my under 13s team right and he's probably one of the top soccer players in the country um, from what I've been told. And he's a great basketball player, but he doesn't play. A lot. He doesn't train a lot of basketball with us, but when he's on yeah. the court, you can see that he knows what spacing is. Yeah. Like oh. he understands the game just from that. Yeah. And that's, that just comes from him playing soccer. That's not coming from him playing basketball. He's learned yeah. how to space the court because he played soccer. Yeah, no, def definitely helps. Cause um. Uh, we coached against you actually, I think it was the year before last in Klaus Rohin. I coach in Bray. Yeah. And um, it's a Irish school, but they're big into their Gaelic and stuff. And all the girls that come to play basketball, some of them have never played before. Mm -hmm. But um, they're all just so like, just know the game straight away from Ga. And they're like aggressive. They want the ball. It's kind of just every, I think all sports kind of lead into each other to an extent. Yeah, Max. We got a question from, so we got three questions. First one was from Shauna. Um, Shauna Kern, uh, I've never seen somebody work as hard as this girl, but she said, do you think athleticism is as important in girl, girls basketball? I'm going to yeah, touch on that real quick. It's definitely important. Like, um, I don't know if you saw, but the video surfaced like yesterday or the day before of a girl from Glammire yeah, throwing yeah. it down. And I was like, what? It was crazy. And I, then I, I went on Twitter because it was, I think Andy Gill re retweeted the mom, the mom's tweet of the, of the girl Duncan or whatever. So I went on her Twitter and like, there's pictures of the girl, like trying to dunk. Firstly, she's, she's jumping off the wrong foot. She, <laughs> her form isn't great, but she's still able to get up there. So just imagine if she was like coached on how to actually jump off the right foot, how to, like, actually take off and gather. Yeah. She'd be doing that shit easy. Yeah, in games, no problem. Like Yeah, like, and he, he actually said we might be, we might be, uh, I don't know what he said. I think it was like we might be seeing the first Irish female in-game dunk. And, like, yeah, you just might be. 
Definitely, yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, so the question was, do you think athleticism is important in girls' basketball? Yeah, like, I'd say 100%. It's kind of like basketball speed and skill kind of combined. So speed, jumping, athleticism, it all feeds into, like, if you're skilled and you have them, then mm-hmm. it's, like, an extra level that people can't keep up with you regardless of your gender. Kind of. It's just all it's the same game, like. Yeah, exactly. Once you once you improve your athleticism, you just become a, a better all-round athlete. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's not like, who was it? There was a girl who played for Liffey Celtics two years ago. Uh, and I, I was at one of their games. And it's like I walked in maybe in the second quarter and I saw the girl jump, catch the rebound with one arm on this side, slap the shit, bring it back down and go up on top of somebody with her arm out. And I was like, if everyone is that, it can. If she can do that, everyone else can do that. You guys just yeah. have to get on that same athleticism and like yeah. practice it, and the league is just going to get better for it. Emily said no, so we asked that question already. How do you balance? All right, so Connor, Connor White said, "How do you balance training, playing b-ball, school, work, social life, etc." I think I think that one would be the hardest because. Realistically, if you're going to train hard and try to stay playing at a high level, you're going to need to sacrifice certain elements of whatever it may be, like sacrifice one part of it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, so like my job was kind of part-time. So I'd be finished most days at like two, right. three. And then um, I'd have maybe a coaching, an hour or two coaching. And then, so that leaves a lot of time for training. Basketball usually in the evenings. And then before training, I could go, the gym and lift and stuff and right. then kind of the social life definitely suffers a little bit like it's hard you kind of set aside for a certain time or certain days to see your mates see your girlfriend or whatever but it's um quite hard like to find that balance but i think once you're in a routine and you have a balance and you've kind of planned it out you're not just doing things randomly then it kind of works yeah and like from, from what you're saying there i see a lot of like time management like you're you're, and, and you're prioritizing what's important to you. So exactly, yeah. you're, you're working your job part-time. You're, 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 um, you're doing coaching on the side as well for your hour or two a day, maybe whatever it is uh, during the week. And then you're setting a time for yourself to work out. You're setting a time for you to do your college work and then setting time to see your friends. Like there's no, there's no balance that's going to be like a straight line across. Something is going to go up and down. Something yeah. is one one of your uh, one of the things on your list is going to suffer when it comes to time management, especially when you're uh, so passionate about something. It's something yeah, that's like, going to suffer. Uh, yeah, everyone has their own kind of priorities, and like uh, to each person, there's a different priority. Maybe on basketball, on school, work, or whatever. But it's uh, mm-hmm. kind of finding whatever you prioritize more, set more time aside for that. Make sure you get that done. Then the rest is kind of a, a bonus or a positive if you get to deal with that like if you get to go to a cinema maybe once a week that's a that's a bonus on top of once you've got your stuff done you're, you've hit all your priorities then you kind of enjoy the free time more yeah no that's for sure that's a great answer man um we got another question from mark kenny he said which super league is Lorco watching out for next season well which 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 uh, super league team are you looking out for next season like what what team's gonna be uh hard to beat kind of thing yeah um, I'm not sure, to be honest. Who's this year? Maybe, I presume a will be good again. Um, hopefully ourselves will stay good. Um, and then, 
not sure what's happening with Tralee, but they were there. We, we've had a tough time with Tralee the last few years. We haven't been able to beat them. Yeah, they're a tough team. Um, but yeah, I think kind of the whole league is collectively getting better, which is kind of cool. It's mm-hmm. like nearly, there's no teams where you're like, oh, a grand easy day. Like every, every team kind of sticks to each other, which is cool. Oh yeah, for sure. That, that, that's definitely a thing. Like any team can be beaten on any day. Um, there's no team that you're like, oh yeah, these guys are are the worst team in the league. We're going to get a win there. Like, I think re- records don't define a team. Like, you know, the, like, for example, this season with Lions, like, they might have lost 10 games in a row, but every game they went into, they were hungrier than the other yeah. team they were playing to win that game because yeah. they hadn't got a win yet. So I thought that at the start, for sure, they were one of the toughest teams that you play against uh, yeah. initially in the game. But um, it was like they were so hungry for the win. They just came out like they really wanted it. They were all like kind of pushing it. What They were a tough team. I thought like if they kind of stuck with it a bit more, they might have um, broke through in the second half of the season. Yeah, of course. Um, they, had, they had a lot of uh, interchanging parts throughout the season. So that can, that, that's definitely tough for a team in terms of yeah. chemistry. Uh, rhythm, everything like that's tough um, for the team and for the coach to be able to adjust to that. Uh, so we got another question. Uh, Neil Randolph, the shooter, he said, "The dreaded Neil Randolph." Yeah, he Block said, him. "Can can Lorcan explain the importance of the C sessions and in, introducing chaos in life?" <laughs> Well, I, he must he must have joined Lakes. We had we had a pretty good discussion about the sea swims, but yeah, um, yeah I guess with chaos, he's just he, he likes a bit of chaos. Um, both myself and Neil, we always say that it's like you play with a passion and a fire, and don't kind of hold back trying to please people. It's like kind of a, a chaos induced style. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of you get results. You have like you have a fire and you have a passion to win. You don't really care about um, anything but winning at the time. So we, we can get slagged a bit for being bulls or going bull mode. Mm. But um, it's definitely like a, a positive in uh, most situations. No, that's awesome, man. That's a great, uh, you know, insight for people to see that there's more than just the the physical recovery of the C-sessions to what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ali Kenny came in on a question. I actually wanted to talk about this. But she said, what hairstyle is Lorcan planning to have next? Because I see, <laughs> I see there's something at the back there. Uh, yeah, well, it's, just, it's getting long. There's no uh, quarantine cuts. But um, I guess it's like uh, I'll go for some sort of mullet thing next, I think, maybe. <laughs> see, see how that looks. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the league will be uh, surprised with that one. Because <laughs> this year, <laughs> last season, you were a lot long hair, look, pony, ponytail Lorcan. And then yeah. short hair Lorcan came in at the start of the season. He was just a different animal. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I messaged you at the start of the season. I was like, damn, short hair Lorcan. Yeah. <laughs> I was after the, after the UCD Cup game. Yeah. I was like, all right, maybe I'll keep the short hair for a while. Mm-hmm. Seems to be working. Uh, it worked for you anyway. I see a lot of hate coming here for the mullet. People clearly don't know their uh, hairstyles. Oh, I haven't even got down to the, to the bottom. of oh, yeah, there's a couple of... Uh, other messages. I'm still at the questions. Uh, Puff is in here. Uh, I'm definitely going to get Puff back on at one stage because um, I'm sure he's he's got a lot to say. And uh, I think the basketball world, even though you guys see him on social media all the time, you guys don't get to hear Puff 
enough. Like <laughs> that man is that. Like I know it's funny that I'm saying this because he does talk a lot and he does put up a lot, but you guys don't get to actually see the wealth of knowledge that Puff has and all the other people in the league. Like there's a lot of people in this league that have a wealth of knowledge, and like uh, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to to do this and make a podcast out of it because there's so many people that aren't active on social media or kids are never going to get a chance to have a conversation with and ask these questions. So I wanted to do this so I can get that out to people. Uh, right. So we'll move on to the next question. Anyway, I just went off on a tangent, but Orla said, <laughs> would you ever play professionally outside of Ireland? Um, I guess like, I don't like personally, I don't think I'd be good enough to play at a high level. So I was kind of like, my approach to it was keep it as a fun kind of uh, enjoy it as much as I can. I can still play it, balance like um, work, uh, social life to an extent. And then you can build a career mm-hmm. and still play here at a decent, like a good standard, have fun, yeah. enjoy it, playing with your mates. Easy. I can still live close to where I want it. So I'm never, I'm never going to be able to play like at a high level professional league. So there's kind of no, um, it's not a stepping stone to somewhere else. That would be kind of the end for me. So it's like um, I just enjoy playing here, being able to work, being able to have like a social life, being able to have the um, kind of opportunity to do other things. Okay. I hear that. Like I don't agree with what you're saying with the, you're not good enough. I definitely think that you could play at a – at a professional level in Europe somewhere or anywhere else in the world and you'd be successful. Um, I respect the fact that you chose to, to stay here and play basketball at the Super League level, enjoy it with your friends and everything like that because that was your, that was your path. That's what you wanted to do. Yeah. But I definitely don't agree with you're not good enough. And I think a lot of other people wouldn't think that either. Puff did uh, yeah, I saw I saw Puff popping up there. Isaac said lies. Farouk said modesty. <laughs> uh, Jer said not good enough for you having a laugh. Definitely could play play pro outside of Ireland. So uh, I think you got some people <laughs> on your side there. Right. We'll we'll, uh, we'll go back to the next question. So Erica Egan, she said, do you think there's a difference between boys and girls' athleticism in the way they train to get that athleticism? That's a tough question. At the way they're being trained? Yeah. I think she's saying, um, do, do, should boys and girls, or I don't know, maybe uh, should boys and girls train the same way in terms of athleticism? Is there a difference in uh, body types or whatever, I guess? Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not so sure about... Um to what extent like they differ I mean if you're training a first year boys team or you're training a, a men's team you're going to change to their own athleticism you're not going to have them out doing the same stuff so like I, I yeah. go with it changes team to team but that they shouldn't you know it shouldn't be like oh we're not doing push-ups it's a girl team like it's 100% that uh, can benefit them I, I try like incorporate the same kind of athleticism drills and stuff for both boys and girls yeah. groups rather than just, like, pushing it aside as something just for the lads or just for the girls or whatever. I, I, it's kind of a personal level more so than a gender level, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think I'll be the same as, as well when I coach. Like, there's no um, – I wouldn't be like, okay, 
boys do push-ups, girls do something else. Um, it's it, it's the same thing. Like I want everybody to get better, um, so you're gonna get the same drills as other people are getting. Exactly. Um, like, but they're they're going to be adjusted to your skill level and where I think you can get or what I think you can uh, you can achieve. Um, but I wouldn't exactly I wouldn't yeah. limit. I wouldn't limit uh, because of gender or anything. Uh, yeah, like uh, there could be way. a guy who could push himself to do two push-ups, or a girl could be pushing herself and do twenty. Like it's it's your own level to where your threshold is that you want to push to. Like exactly. Okay, so we got a question from. I think there's a, there's a bunch of questions here, but the next question is from Alex Kernan. He said. What do you do or say if you feel your coach won't give you a chance to show what you can do in games, but in training you're beating other players that are playing more than you? It's a good question. Uh, that is tough. I, I guess that's just kind of the the coach's decision, his approach at the end of the day. But uh, if you're doing all the right things, you're showing up early, you're working hard, you're uh, putting in the extra effort, maybe you're staying late to get shots up, he's, he's going to see that or she will see that the coach and... Um, they're going to notice it eventually. And you kind of have to stick with it and don't be deterred because a couple of games in a row, perhaps you didn't get the minutes or whatever. It's kind of stick mm -hmm. with it. Be the best you can be. And eventually they're going to notice the difference and don't, don't kind of, don't pack it in or give up with it just because you're not getting your way. For sure. No, that's definitely right. I think uh, a lot of kids think it's a, it's a, it's a personal thing between them and a coach when they don't get played or other people get played over them. But I think you really just need to to push through that kind of thing. Keep working on yourself to be a better player. And uh, as Puff is saying, he said, tell Alex to beat them more in practice. You got to embarrass dudes that are playing more than you. That's facts. I think if, I don't know if anyone has watched the, uh, the Michael Jordan documentary, um, but he was saying uh, a couple of the different coaches that they had on were saying that, when he was in college, he's the best player we've ever seen. He's the best player to ever play the game. And then he got, uh, obviously, drafted by the Bulls. And his mindset going in there, he was like, I haven't earned my stripes yet. People might say I'm the best, but I haven't earned my stripes. So when I got, when I got there to play with the Bulls, he went in and he looked for the leader. And he said, I went at him over and over and over again. So... Alex, that, that's, that's, that's definitely something that you can do. Like, and I know you do it already. You got to keep on doing that and keep on working and you'll become a better player, regardless whether if your coach doesn't see that and doesn't play you, you'll become a better player and you're going to get that opportunity at one point. Farouk said, was every Super League team a victim of a Lorco dunk this year? Did you dunk on every team? Um... I had a dunk against every team, but they weren't, not all of them were on someone. Some of them were just kind of like fast break dunks and stuff. But there, there was a few victims, but not, a, I, I don't think everyone got one. Yeah. No, you, you definitely, you dunked, you dunked against us in, um, in the cup game. I don't remember if you did in the first game or not. I, I don't think so. I, I actually had a, had a shit game that first game, um, which was kind of frustrating and, it worked better than I suppose for the cup game, so it's more locked in and more kind of aware of what you guys were able to stop. Yeah, I think uh, you, you definitely uh, turned the switch on and you realized um, 
what you could do better for that second game because you torched us in the first half. Um, obviously, as everyone saw. <laughs> but uh, talking about the, the dunks on a, on a couple of people, I saw a couple of posters and I saw a couple of videos of this year. And I was just like, yeah, I'm sorry. But if if I'm on the court when you're on the court and you're going for a dunk, I'm going to try and block you. Like, I'm not worried about being put on a poster or anything. Um, yeah. I think I think if if you were if you get a dunk against us, that's demoralizing for our team. So even exactly yeah. the first you, game, you want to try you want to try first, be a shot blocker even if you get dunked on I guess. Yeah, the, the the first game we played against you guys uh, down in your arena, uh, you I think you tried to go for a dunk and Steph tried to block you, but he fouled you. He got uh, he got called for a foul. Oh yeah yeah uh, yeah. Yeah, and as soon, as soon as the ref called the whistle, uh, blew the whistle, Steph turned around to me and was like, yeah, he's not getting a dunk against us. That's not happening. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Steph, he's not getting a fucking dunk against us. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but then you got one in the second game. Um, so I think, like, it, it comes down to just being a defensive hound when you're playing somebody who's known for certain things like that. Like, if I'm guarding Puff, like, I'm not, I'm not worried about yeah. him breaking my ankles. Like I'm worried about him scoring, not him breaking my ankles. So I'm going to play my ass off to stop him from getting to the basket or getting that hezzy pull up. So it, it, it's the same thing when it comes to uh, coming up against you. And if you're going for a fast break dunk, we're jumping with you. Okay. So we got another question. Actually, no, no. Before we even move on to the next question, who your top three dunks in the last two years? Personally, like my own? Yeah. Um, top three? Actually, I had a few, the first few seasons, so maybe like three years ago was probably my best because I don't think um, much people were expecting it, so I was getting some like reverses and stuff in the lane. Um, yeah. This year, I probably had... One or two on someone. I know the one against Colester, um, I went baseline and then just dunked on. I think it was like Kieran O'Brien and uh, um, Bean. And I was like, I like that one. And then the, that was probably my favorite one this year. Okay, nice. Uh, Farouk isn't talking Or actually, uh, maybe the one on the Cup Semi um, where Roy Downey kind of got out the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I saw the picture for that one. That was that was sick. The, the uh, picture actually looks better, I think, because uh, he he was kind of getting out of the way, but the picture had him right under there. Yeah, no, the picture was definitely sick. You definitely have a couple of posters up there for the wall. Um, so we got another question. <clears throat> can you see the? You can see the comments, right? You can see everyone commenting. I can see like one or two as they come up and then they like disappear. Oh, okay, yeah, you, you, I think you can, you should be able to scroll. Um, but, uh, yeah. Ah, exactly yeah, yeah, I, I see him now, yeah. Yeah, he said Cluster one was definitely tough. Um, okay, don't mention my name, although, yes, it was a nice dunk. Yeah, see, if, anytime Farouk comes in here, he's, uh, he's usually trolling, but now that you've talked about the Cluster dunk, he's not saying much. 
<laughs> uh, we got another question from Colin. So he said, Lorcan, who's your favorite player to match up with, or match up against? And and then Isaac followed up with that and said, and who's your least favorite? Um, favorite? I'd probably go with, um, I know this is probably like a bit of a cop-out, but in training, Buff. Because um, mm. he he kind of he knows he knows what I want to do so well, and he's always trying to like make everyone on the team better. So he's before I even do whatever I want to do, a rip through or anything, he's already in the way of it. So it kind of forces me to learn a new skill, or perhaps use my left hand, which is kind of rare, but um, mm. sometimes I will. And uh, yeah, he's just kind of like forces you to do things you're not comfortable doing, which in turn gets you better. So that'll be probably one of my favorite matchups. And yeah, he's, least he's maybe. Least I'd say, I don't know maybe Stefan because he's just so fucking strong. Like, yeah, that dude. I, I don't. I think um, I still get surprised at how strong he is. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of the people in the league as well were like, oh yeah, like he doesn't look that physically intimidating, but like when he's in the post or whatever it is, like he'll turn it on and he's strong as shit. Like, he'll push you out of the way. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I got to behind him, cut behind him on one play and he can just, like, turn around, move me and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts. Um, I think you, you you actually need to say a player in the league that isn't on your team for that question, though. The which? The, who is your, your favorite player to match up with? I need I need you to say somebody in the league as well. Oh, you you want me to you want me to fucking uh, call someone out here? Um, yes. Let's think. That is that's tough. Um, <laughs> I want to get a good one. Your teammates are hating. Zavi said seventeen percent and. And Neil uh, <laughs> just came in with some emojis. Neil uh, right, yeah, Zabi shot, I think, 17% for the season, so he's a little hung up on that number. <laughs> I yeah, think Neil, Neil knows who it is. <laughs> um, you guys have definitely had this conversation before from what Neil is saying. What's Neil saying here? He wants me to call someone out. He said there's only one answer, Loco. Don't lie. Um, I actually can't pick. To be honest, I prefer, like, I prefer if it's someone guarding me who's, like, sometimes they stick the point guard or a smaller guard on me, and then I prefer that because it's easier to kind of use your quickness and strength against them. But um, I can't, like, no one springs to mind. I think everyone's kind of... Have uh, you mentioned- Got like a team defense these days. Like if you beat the first person, there is help anyway. Sure, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> but I'm you, have you mentioned this person's <laughs> name already? I feel like you've already mentioned their Who? name today. The the person that you're talking about, because you said when a smaller guy or a point guard, and you've only mentioned one point guard on another team today. Who did I say off the other team? You said Roy Downey. Oh, no, no. Roy, Roy's big, strong, big, strong guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We won't, we won't put you on the spot for that one. Um, 
But I feel I feel there definitely is an answer because Puff is coming in here saying it. Zavi saying you're lying. You know who the guy is, man. <laughs> Just say it. Say it. You're not going to make any. I, I actually don't like. I, I my only preference would be if it's a point guard on me, as long as I don't have to dribble, because then it's like I can just use my uh, one dribble, get to the basket, or try use your strength over the smaller guard. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Lamont just came in here with some eyes. Puff, Zabi, <laughs> if you guys know who it is, type the name in it. Type the name in here. Yeah, please enlighten me. <laughs> Uh, so the sideline live came in with a question: Top three favorite Super League jerseys. That's a good one. Oh yeah. Um, I don't, do you want to answer that one? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, um, the Lions black jersey is nice. The um, shit. I like, obviously, I like our white jersey. Uh, and then, who else is there? Cholester always have nice jerseys. They always have nice things. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with um, Lions black jersey, our white kit, and then Cholester's. Yeah. Definitely, definitely uh, not fucking UCD. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the traffic on UCD. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, I like the Lions Blackburn School, like mm. that kind of simple stuff. Um, I think people need to get more adventurous with their jerseys. Like, I, I love the Tralee one, not because, like, it's kind of trash, the camo one. Yeah. But it's, uh, I, I like the effort, like, I like the way they're trying to be kind of different with it. Definitely. And I, I like our red one because it's like, the more so, not the look or the design, but the feel, it's really light and kind of like fighter fitting. Yeah, I like that. Okay, nice. I think uh, the 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 Trini jersey is definitely different, so I respect them for that. I don't personally, I don't, I don't like them, but like I respect them for being different with it. Yeah, like that specific jersey perhaps isn't doing it, but um, the approach. I like if someone was to go, oh, let's go crazy, let's design like some mad red one for Temple. I'd be like, oh yeah, cool, I'll wear that. Yeah. Um, I had actually designed the jerseys uh, to two different colorways for our jerseys this year. It just didn't uh, pull through. I showed Puff the jerseys. Uh, oh, is that the, there was like a, it's black with like a line down it or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were nice. I, I thought they were your, I thought that was a picture of your actual jerseys. I was like, oh, daddy. No, we were, we were, we were close to getting those jerseys, but um, uh, yeah, it just, it just, things in the background didn't click and we didn't get them, but hopefully next season. Yeah. Um, any other questions? Let's see if we got one more question. Um, okay, so I'm sorry, but we got to go back to this. So Neil said the name that Puff is thinking is different to the name that he's thinking. So Puff, uh, like, drop that name. It's like, honestly, if Neil, even if Neil wants to like private message me the name so I can see it, because I can't think of anyone there thinking of like, and I don't know how Neil knows someone's thinking differently. <laughs> no worries, be in touch. Okay. Um, it looks like, it looks like our new jerseys might be happening. Alex nice. Said, uh, his, uh, his dad, James, um, he's one of the, 
like people in the background. He's one of the like, chair chair people for the club, and he did he did a lot. He does he does a lot for for the whole club, not just the Super League team, but like I'll, I'll uh, I usually go to coach in Aina at like seven a.m. on Sunday mornings. So I'll be in there from seven till nine. He'll come in. He'll come in at seven to drop Alex and Dean off. Come back at nine, and then be there for the rest of the day, like doing random things, whether that be setting up the gym for the table, uh, getting people's orders in for jerseys, equipment, stuff like that. And like he's just there doing so much work every day. And I think uh, there's not enough light shown on people in the background. Yeah, um, especially with um, the clubs here in the Super League, like there's so many volunteers that help out, even just for setting up chairs for games, doing table stuff for the younger games. It's there's a lot of yeah. work that goes on, the volunteer work, and I think um, it's kind of admirable. Especially it's mostly the same people doing all the work at the same time. Like yeah, exactly. So big shout out to all the people in the background for the club doing all the work. We love y'all. Uh, so we actually have time for two more work, uh, questions. Excuse me. So first one, um, Jer said, I joined late, but did Lorcan explain his tattoos? No, he didn't. So I think this might be an opportunity to do so. No way. Never been explained. Never been explained? For real? Yeah, like I, I just, I get them because I design most of them yeah. and get them myself. But um, I have no explanation for them. It's like. Okay, cool. Cool. As long as they got meaning to you, they're. Yeah. Your yeah. tattoos. I hear you. Uh, so we have two questions. Mia's question is going to be the last question because I got to uh, log off and do some coaching. Um, so Farouk said, Hello, what's your favorite and least favorite matchup? Um, my favorite matchup is, is Temple Ode, really, to be honest with you, because I think. This will beat your ass, Nicole. Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys are definitely, I think, player for player, you guys are a great match for us. Like, you're a great matchup for, for yeah. our team. Um, so, yeah, no, both comes, games we played were great. Like, they were uh, hard fought, like, games. Yeah, that, that, that first game uh, definitely was a hard fought game. I don't know about the second game, to be honest with you, because, oh, yeah, let's not talk about that. But, um, the first are game, different. They're like, it's like a mental battle rather than a game sometimes. Yeah, for sure. That, that first game was, um, for anyone who saw it, like, or anyone who was there, it was basket for basket the whole way up. Like, when you guys got a lead, we came back. When we yeah. got a lead, you guys came back. And it was just a really tightly fought game. Uh, I think it's probably, probably the best game I've been part of in the last couple of years. And... A lot of people were saying to me that's the best game they've seen in, in the Super League in a long time. Yeah, and big yeah. shots down the end as well, big plays. Yeah, I definitely. saw Neil and stuff too. Definitely big shots from him. Um, and then my, that was my favourite matchup, my least favourite matchup. Um, I'd have to say, I'd have to say Tralee, just because of how physical um they are like I feel like they have a lot of respect in the league and sometimes that works in their benefit. So 
yeah. some some of the things that um, that they do, they uh, other teams wouldn't be able to do. If you get what I'm saying, so yes, uh, careful with your words, but yes, exactly. I have to be careful with my words, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're definitely my least favorite matchup. Like they're so physical. Um, the first game we played them, Donahue was bleeding at one point. Like, and then the second game we played them at the end of the, at the end of the first half, it was twenty five, twenty six. Like, yeah, that that uh, cup semi was crazy. Okay. It was just a dog fight, and then after that, like, oh, it was crazy. But they're definitely my least favorite team to match up of uh, match up with. Uh, Lamont said something. Uh, but yeah, you guys can read that yourself. <laughs> uh, so, so the last question is: so from Mia, she said, um, "Lorcan, who is your favorite women's team?" We actually have a minute left on this live, so there you go. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know. I, I'd have to go with Super League team. I presume she means. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a good bit of DCU this year, so I kind of like them. So I go with them. Yeah, no, they're a great team. Like they, they're coached so well, and they've got some nice players that uh, just fit so well together. And then the new players that came in as well, they fit into yeah. that mold, and they know exactly what they need to do because uh, Mark, Mark, Mark keeps them in the in that system that he wants, and they they buy into it. Um, yeah, there we go. Hey, so thank you so much for joining me to speak all things basketball and share Thanks for having me. Uh, an insight on what your career has been like till now. And uh, also thank you for everyone who asked questions and watched us live. Next week, we got Isaac Westbrooks joining Nets chat. So stay tuned. Be safe.